0: You may be seated. What a great time of worship! You know, I just sat here thinking. Gay and I have—we just have the awesome. You're the greatest church in the world, and we just have an honor to be a part of your lives. And we so thank you uh, for your faithfulness to God and to the church and to our community and to our world. So thank you. And this is my good friend, Francis, Reverend Francis Olambambi. Reverend Francis lives in. Uh, no, Lagos, Nigeria, with his wonderful wife, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, can you stand and let us honor you? Let's give Elizabeth a hand. Elizabeth, we thank you. Uh, she is a great leader herself, and she uh, she partners right alongside of Francis in doing what they do. And we thank you for that, uh, Elizabeth. We thank you for the times you've had us in your home, and you've honored us. And we thank you for that. And God bless you for that, Francis. I met uh, Francis and Elizabeth. Fourteen years ago, as a little lonely white boy in Lagos, Nigeria, scared to death, and uh, I met Francis, and we have uh, created a friendship over the years uh, that is more than a friendship. We've been able to serve the world together uh, out of uh, Lagos, and he introduced us to Port Harcourt, Nigeria, where our ministry center's at. He's a great leader. His ministry is um, Vision International Ministries. And uh, he is doing a great work training leaders, and we get to partner with him, and today he's going to speak to us. Would you honor him and welcome him here today? Thank you, Francis.
1: Amen. Good morning. Morning. So how are you today? Good. I just want us to establish a kind of a common ground. Um, The Bible says can two work together as if they agree?" I want us to have like one or two agreements this morning before I preach my message. One of it is this, I will be speaking Queen's English this morning. (laughs) And when I say, I know you guys say uh, God, that to me I will be saying God. Any offense? Any offense? No. No. And at times you guys say shrunk, uh, and I would be saying like a bonnet or boot. Any offense? Yes. No. By the way, if you feel not too good with my pronunciation, don't get offended with me. <laughs> That's just what the queen taught us to pray to pronounce it. Amen. Uh, of you getting offend, offended with me, get offended with Queen. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's dangerous to do that. Um, so, therefore, it's Queen's English. All in agreement, say amen. amen. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, buddy, for you say body or booty. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> In Nigeria, we call you body, Bodhi, <laughs> no, but not Buddhist. <laughs> thank you so much for, and Gay, thank you so much for inviting me almost every year. And thank you for, for what you have done in our lives. Um, about six years ago, you gave my children hope. One of them is studying in, uh, at Eastern Nazarene College Boston. And through that, the, the remaining two are there in Boston. So thank you. I think Body is a great one of God. Oh. The, the last agreement is this. When I say something good, you can clap. Huh? I'm sure you will not lose your salvation by clapping. And if you lose it, I will help you to find it back. Huh? If you don't say something, if you, if you say something you don't like, don't blame me, blame the queen. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, we were taught how to pronounce, and uh, the English people, the real English people from London or Britain, they taught us how to pronounce. So, it's not me, it's the queen. Uh, today, I want to talk on uh, partnering with the king. Oh, how I wish I could have put it, partnering with the queen. But uh, it's partnering with the king. Partnering with the king. And I will be reading Luke chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse six, 1 to 7. I will just paraphrase the reading. Paraphrase the reading. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of uh, genocide, the people were uh, crying around him, oh, yes, and uh, listening to the word of God. He saw at the water side, a water edge, two boats left there by the fishermen, or fishermen who were washing their nets, and Uh, Let me jump to uh, verse 5. Anyway, between verse 2 and verse 3, Jesus talked to to Peter. He said, Peter, can you borrow me or lend me or allow me to make use of your boat? All right? And at the end of the day, Jesus said, Peter, you have labored in love. You have given me your possession, your boat for the kingdom purposes and for the kingdom use. Now I want to reward you, throw your net into this side of the the water. And verse 5 said, "Simon said, or answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will lay down the net. And when he had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their net began to break. Let me just stop there. We saw at this the passage I paraphrased or read. We saw a good demonstration of partnering with God. In, I mean, i partnering with God. Peter lent his boat to Jesus. Jesus used it for mission work and Peter was greatly blessed. That's just the summary, right? That's just the summary. Maybe according to the way we were taught how to summarize a passage. That was just the summary. But in my opinion, there are so many things that we can learn from this place. Number one, We are saved, we are ordained, and we are called for a purpose. I I mean, it's so surprising to me that God can save me, that God can save you. Aren't you happy that we are born by the same Father? So when I call you brothers, and it's like, a, it's only in Christianity, we have people from different race, from different backgrounds, calling themselves brothers and sisters. So I can boldly say that we are born by the same father, but different mothers. Your mother is probably had a white gene, I bet yes, yeah, or white something gene in it, and that is why you turn white. My mother was born, was, had a, a black or maybe dark or know Why is it? Chocolate. Jeannie <laughs> Neat, and that's why I am like this. But the good news is this. We are born by the, same, uh, by the same parent, by the same father. It makes me very happy. So therefore, this one, I can talk to you like brothers. I can talk to you like sisters. Are we in agreement? Good good so we are safe we are ordained we are called for a purpose it it looks it appears to me that we are not just ordinary like somebody will say Christianity or church is a dangerous species I mean nobody can eliminate the church the Church of God. I mean, in history we saw a lot of things happening to the Church of God, but the Church of God keep on moving. Jesus said, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it." I mean, that is settled in heaven. It is settled in heaven. We are called by God. The Book of uh, Timothy told us that. I mean, this is a great revelation. He said, "Who that is God has saved us and called us with a." Holy calling, not according to our works. Ah, How many of you, you just think you want to be a, a, a Christian and then you are a Christian? No, no. There is a working of God in your life. In fact, before you are born, God foreknew that you will be whom you are today. Does that make sense to us? I mean, before the foundation of the world, God foresaw something in your life. And that is why you are here today. And that is why you will be here tomorrow. And that is why there is no gate of fear. There is no shaking that can shake you away. No, problems may come. Difficulties may come. But you are still a Christian. You are still a child of God. Fear may come. You are still a child of God. And I'm happy. You know, I live, I come from a, very, I mean, from a place that is a little bit fearful, a little bit, uh, you know, when you mention a, a, a country like Nigeria. You know, people will say hey, the Boko Haram, the this, the that, the sickness, the disease and everything. You know what? I tell people, because I'm a child of God, I am a special person. Oh. And because you're a child of God, you're a special person. And it affects, you know, I work in some places that is very terrifying. I work in in, in, in Cameroon. I work in in Chad, in Niger, in Mali. Next week, we'll be having a a conference training about over 5,000 people in Mali. Sorry, 500 people in Mali. Like, I mean, two weeks, ago, we, and, and, uh, two weeks ago, in Niger and Chad, we trained about 500, and, no, 700 and 800 people in those countries. We are training, and the protection of God is with us. Because we have been called for a purpose. We have been ordained for a purpose. And every one of you here, you, you know what? You are in this world, but you are not of this world. And that is why you are not operating by the dictates of this world. You are operating by a divine mandate. And that is why you are special. As I say you are special. I thought somebody will say amen. <laughs> yes, you are a special person. You have been called for a purpose and with grace, with grace upon it, with grace upon it, now, the reason God gave us a lot of potentials and, and a whole lot of deposit in us is for us to use it all for his business and work. Understand the, the rhythm. We have been called for a purpose and with grace and God has deposited in us. I mean, a lot of potentials, in my opinion, Here this morning, just sitting here, we have a lot of potentials here. We have the medical doctors, we have the engineers, we have people of different backgrounds and different uh, professionals. That is a kind of a divine work of God. It is a divine work of God. I know so many of us will say, you know, I just love science and that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Who told you? You never love science. It's God that put the love in your heart. So many of us we really love science, but we are not good in science. I wanted to be a scientist or be an engineer, but I failed chemistry. <laughs> you no, know, and then you ask me why do I fail chemistry, and I will tell you today that God made me to fail chemistry, <laughs> so, so so that so that I can do and I can become what I'm becoming to. I know if I've been. Uh, if I have passed chemistry, probably I will be an engineer and probably at best, I will have God pay my tithe, give offering. That will be at best for me. But God made me to fake chemistry so that I can pass uh, religious study, which is Bible, so that today I can stand before you and tomorrow I will be at, at another place preaching the gospel. So God is the master planner of our lives. Amen. He is. He is. So he he put in us potentials. He put in us deposits. But God never did that in vain. God did it for a purpose. And that purpose is for you and I to serve his programming, to serve his plan, to to, to do business with God. God is in the business of establishing and expanding his kingdom. He's in that business of expanding and establishing his kingdom. And as God is building his church, either in the U.S., he's also doing it in a place called Senegal with less than 2% Christians. God is doing it. Last year we were there training and we had over 500 people coming for our training. God is doing it. As God is doing it in the U.S., in Silent Feet community here, God is doing it in Port Harcourt. The second part of your life is always better than the first part of your life. So be encouraged and fulfill fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Be encouraged and occupy. God has called you for a purpose. In my opinion, God has called us to do three major things for him. Number one, to bring souls to the kingdom. Number two, to live for the kingdom. Number three, to give to support the kingdom. I thought somebody would say amen for that. Bring his to the kingdom. You know, in the book of Matthew, Matthew 28, 19 to 20, Jesus said we should go and make disciples of all nations. So therefore, every child of God is mandated to talk about the good news of God's kingdom. It's not optional. Every child of God is mandated, it's compulsory, it's imperative upon every child of God to talk about the good news of the kingdom. Reaching, um, preaching the gospel and reaching the unreached is imperative of the church. And, and that is why body and gay and the silent faith community church, that is what, that is what they are doing. About 10 years ago, when buddy told me about the idea of starting a, a center in Port I almost laughed him to his con. <laughs> no, I was saying, you know, these Americans, they, they are now here again. <laughs> uh, and thank God, just a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, through Jesus' film, Jesus' film alone, you know, uh, James showed Jesus to him in a local dialect and over 250 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I think, in my opinion, I think it worth the investment. Amen. It worth the investment. Now, we, we have in Niger, Delta area of Nigeria, because people are not educated, when they grow up and they don't know what to do, they became very vagabond and rascal. And what James is doing now is training people, giving them education, giving them hope, telling them that there can be something in their life. They can be very useful for themselves, for their family, and for the nation. And he's training them. He's training them. No, what I'm saying is this reaching your reach is imperative. And thank you, Silent Feet Community Church, for doing that. In Akure, for example, you had a borehole. Uh, what's it called? A, a well, a well, I don't know. In, in, in our English, English, a well is something that springs But this one, you gave some money and, then we do, and we dig a well. We dug a well. And, and now, over 100 every week, I mean every day, we come and get fresh water. Yeah. I, I mean, that is what you are doing. We, through this church, God is using you to reach the unreach. But I think you can do more. I think you can do more. In your community, in your neighborhood, in this country, in Cambodia, in, uh, in Jamaica, in Nigeria, in India, you can do more. And that is what God is calling you to partner with him to do. Number two thing that I really want to go to briefly is living for the kingdom, living for the kingdom. Do you have it very difficult, do you still have it very difficult to understand my English? Huh? Not too bad, (laughs) but I think I'm doing good. (laughs) Yes. You praise me a little bit and make me happy. <laughs> you know what? We need to live for the kingdom. Preaching alone is not enough. But we need to live our life for his glory and for the kingdom. For it is written, Be ye holy because I am holy. I mean, Peter said, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view, I mean, sorry, that is Paul, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. We can do anything. We can become anything in the church of God. If we are not holy, we are just wasting our time. We need to live a holy life. It's a calling. God really wants us to demonstrate godly character all over, all over. As Christians, we should let our lives be seasoned with salt. We need to display godly character in our daily living. We need to maintain cordial relationship with him. A composer said, day by day, dear Lord, dear Lord God, these things I pray to see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more nearly, day by day, day by day. And I think the third thing, brethren, is to support the kingdom, I mean, to support the kingdom. May I establish this, and if you are in agreement, say amen. amen. No, no, I know I want to say it. <laughs> Just wait a minute. I want to say it. The resources you have in terms of money, in terms of intellect, in terms of connection, is given to you by God. And it's for God. Amen. And it's for God. You know, I have seen, I move among brethren, I mean, good and bad and uh, ugly. Brethren. And they have a lot of thinking about their money, about everything. This is my car, this is my money, this is my... You don't. It's God that have allowed you. The Bible says it's God that gave us grace to make wet. It's God. It's God. I mean, some will say, you know, ah, I was so clever, I'm so smart. Who told you that you are smart? The wisdom, you know, God is all wisdom. So it's out of all His wisdom that He gave you a little. No, honestly. Honestly. I mean, we say we have money. Yes, this, that, yes. It's good that you have money. But God in the first place gave you the money. Now, may I announce to us that every one of us, we are just caretaker of God's resources. Do you understand what I mean by caretaker? Yes, caretaker. You are not the original owner. Naked you come to the world, and naked will you go back. Right? Right? How many of you came? How many of you have seen a boy or a child that was born with bags of money (laughs) and with checks? You know, you came to the world and God, you are so privileged and God gave you the money. You came to the world and you are so privileged and God gave you the position. No, it's never your own making. Behind the scene, behind the scene is God is God is God is God God is always on the lookout for people who will partner with him by investing their lives by investing their money by investing their time their talent and other resources to expand his kingdom I want to say, why God gave you the wisdom, the charisma, the money, the everything is for a purpose. And that purpose is what? To expand his kingdom. To use it for his benefit. I I, I mean, and we saw this, even in the Bible, that Jesus' ministry on earth was uh, uh, was able to succeed through the partnership of the apostles And some generous people like Joseph of Arimathea. It was able to expand. And I think the church of the living God should learn from this that you know what? It is a privilege to serve God, it is a privilege to have money. Not just because you are better not just because you are smart, not just because you are this or you are that. God allowed it. God allowed it. Now we are talking of fifty thousand dollars. To us, it will be very big, but fifty people here giving one thousand dollars. Don't say that. That will never make you to be poor. 50 giving uh, one thousand. that is 50000 And probably 100 people giving, giving I, I mean, uh, 100 people giving fee, five five hundred. is 50 or 25, no, no, or, 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 or 200 people giving $250. That is what? It's, it, it, it's 50000 I, I know we are not in the business, and I know body and Gay, I really love them. I really love them. They are not in the business of gimmicks. They are not. You know, some will say, shake your leg, shake your handkerchief, do this three times. And uh, uh, In my, in my this thing is called abracadabra. <laughs> the more you see, the less you understand. No, th- 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 that is not it. That is not it. We are in the business of doing real things for the real God. And when we do it, we will get the real blessing. There is no way the kingdom of God will expand. There is no way we can do more for God if we don't have brethren giving to support the work of God. Am I still communicating? Oh, good. It's like I'm doing very well. Clap for Jesus then. Clap for Jesus. (laughs) Wow. Let me quickly tell us three benefits of partnering with the King. Three benefits. God will prosper us in return as we give, God will prosper us. There is no word that I've ever Ever given to God, either your time, either your money, either your energy or your intelligence or your intelligence, there's no one that ever given to God. In sincerity, that God will not uh, pay him back. I I, I mean, in in John chapter 5, verses 15, 15 um, verses 1 to 15, we saw an example of a little boy dear. And we were told that Jesus was doing his own crusade, expanding his uh, kingdom, winning souls, preaching the gospel. And that boy was there. And after a while, people were hungry, and Jesus said, no, let's not send them away. Just like that. We were told that there was about 5,000 men and probably seven or 10,000 women. Because in things of God, women always more than men i I don't know why but i think women probably love god more than men (laughs) i think i just think so and they were there i mean plus the children they were there and jesus we never want them to go like that and jesus said what can we do we were told that uh, they look for everything, nothing, and they said there's a boy, a little boy here, with two fishes and uh, five uh, little barley, or I mean of bread, five uh, something, little barley of, uh, of, uh, of bread. And Jesus, I mean, Andrew, Andrew collected it from Jesus, and he gave thanks. May I tell us today, the little you will give, Body will collect it and he will give thanks. And that, or body, Andrew, our Andrew now, will give it to Jesus and Jesus will give thanks. It will go a long way. And I I mean, Jesus gave thanks and they ate. The Bible recorded it that after eating everything, they had 12 baskets left. And they said, Oh boy. Thank you so much for allowing God to use you. These are the 12 baskets. and The boy went back home. I can imagine that the woman, I mean the, the mother would say, where on earth do you get all this from? And, and, and the boy will say, you know what? It was my lunch. The lunch pack you gave me. The little food you want me to eat in the afternoon. That was it. And God, just through this experience, turned the woman from being a bread buyer to a bread and fish distributor. (laughs) Do you understand me? No, he turned, God turned him, because 12 baskets of bread and fishes. So it's like he became P.S.C., You understand what I mean by PLC? He became unlimited company of bread distributor. (laughs) Before, he used to go to the the store to buy bread. But now, people are coming to him to buy bread. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Another example we saw was even the text we read, Peter. Peter was toiling all night and nothing to show for it. But when he allowed Jesus to make use of his boat, and Jesus said, no, just throw it. beside, me, Maybe left or right, I don't know. They just threw it, and he did it, and he caught fish, and he experienced supernatural breakthrough. Now, I can, make a test- I can tell you testimony upon testimony of these supernatural breakthroughs that God has done in my life by giving to God, to the cause of God, to the cost of expanding and enlarging the kingdom of God. And life has never been the same. In my own opinion, as we give today, the life will never be the same to us. Because it is a noble cause. We are chatting a noble cause. Everything will be given to me to mission work. In Africa, in South America, in India or Asia, everything is going back to retirement, to other things. And finally, in my opinion, there is eternal reward for every faithful partner. There is eternal reward. And we saw it in the book of First uh, Corinthians 15, uh, 58. Therefore, my dear beloved and sisters, or my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let not move you, always give, uh, give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you, because you know, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. May I announce to us today: one dollar we give, ten dollars we give, ten thousand dollars we give, is a labor, and it's not going to go in vain. Everything is going on recording. And God, who cannot short pay anybody, will compensate you. You, don't, you. Do you understand what I'm saying? God will never short pay you. He will compensate you. He will give, give it to you back. In as much as you are doing it for the work of mission, we are not collecting this money to buy a car. We are not collecting this money to do other things. We are doing it for the expansion of God's kingdom. God will compensate you. God will pay you back. You don't know how. It may be just curing sickness, it may be anything, but God will pay you back. It is a noble cause. I think it is a wonderful privilege to partner with our Lord and our King. It is a wonderful privilege. To build, I mean to partner with our Lord and our King to build his kingdom on earth. Let us give him our best. Let us give him our best because there is great reward for the faithful and the diligent partner. Thank you.